In the name of God, the Father who creates us, God the Son who redeems us, and God the Holy Spirit who sanctifies us. Amen. Every time I do confirmation, I'm reminded that I'm in the golden anniversary year of my own confirmation. It's a long time ago. But interestingly enough, except for two very distinct features, the liturgy has virtually unchanged. But the other two things were very interesting. Uh, Some of you may be old enough to remember that in confirmation, after the bishop laid hands on your head, he slapped you on the cheek, sometimes vigorously. (laughs) We're not going to do that today, you're safe. Um, The other thing was that the bishop, as a part of the liturgy of confirmation, always asked the candidates questions. The questions were all from the catechism, and you were expected to answer absolutely perfectly. No conjunctions or anything out of place. But we're not going to do that today either, so you're safe. But I point that out because I'm reminded that one of the questions the bishop always asked was the definition of a sacrament. It's very important that we talk about that today because we are in the midst of all of these sacramental acts, and so we probably ought to know something about what we're doing. At least it would be nice once in a while if we did what we were doing with some intention. So the definition of a sacrament, according to the catechism, you can look at the back of the prayer book uh, later. Um, (laughs) The definition of a sacrament is that a sacrament is an outward sign of an inward and spiritual grace given by God as the sure and certain means of that grace. And so in confirmation today and reception and reaffirmation, I, as the bishop, will lay hands on the candidates, a sign of something else going on. The outward sign is the laying on of hands. The inward spiritual grace is something much different. And that's what I really want to talk about. What happens in confirmation? Why do we do this? And what happens to the person being confirmed? Now, there are some external things that happen. Uh, Number one, you probably won't have to go to inquirer's class for a while until you forget all the different titles for bishops in the Episcopal Church. Um, But you can always go back and learn that. So you're set free from that. Uh, If you went to confirmation class, you're set free from that for a while. But it's not graduation. Now, the other external thing that happens, once you're confirmed, you you are entitled to serve on the vestry. Uh, So there probably will be nomination forms at the back of the church before you leave here today. But beyond that, there is a spiritual reality that is taking place in this act. And we all participate in it because we're all going to stand up and renew our own baptismal covenant as an act that we acknowledge that we are one with you in what's happening to you. You will be different there will be something about you that's different. You will probably act pretty much the same way, you will look the same way, but you will be different. That is the sure and certain part of this. So the question is, what's the difference? What's the difference? And what are we all acknowledging about what it means to be Christian? 
in the 21st century. First of all, there is a reason why the bishop comes for confirmation. It's not that you just need to be exposed to us once a year, although that's not a bad thing. But the statement is being made about a particular connection, and it's that connection that's important. We give it the the very interesting title of apostolic succession, but it's about much more than just those kinds of church things. It's a statement about connecting people to an apostolic tradition. Your bishop, in this case today me, comes to you with that connection. I'm part of a line that is connected with hands on heads for nearly 2,000 years, an unbroken chain of one hand reaching back in time to another head, all the way back to the apostles. I was telling the early confirmation class, I'm really like a, a, a very expensive puppy. I have a pedigree. Uh, which you can actually see, a chain of hands on heads, back to, in my particular case, two apostolic lines, one of which has two lines within it. So you're getting a double pedigree today. But the whole point of that isn't because of me. It's that you will become a part of that line in a very few minutes. As I place my hands on your head, you will be touched by St. Peter, St. John, the great apostles throughout the ages, and you will be transformed because you will join us in apostolic ministry. To be an apostle is to be one who is sent. The business of the church does not take place in buildings like this. This is pruning time, according to the gospel reading. We're here today to stay connected to the vine. And aren't we lucky that God helps prune us every once in a while? I wish he'd prune me around the middle for once, you know, but maybe I should cooperate a little too. But we come to church to be fed, to be strengthened, to be pruned so that we can stay connected to the vine. But what did the parable today say? What was the point of being the vine? So that we could be fruitful so that we could be fruitful. That's the nature of what it is to be human, is to be fruitful. God says to Adam and Eve, be fruitful and multiply. And he doesn't mean just have children. He says that five other times in the book of Genesis to other people, be fruitful. To be human is to produce something that makes a difference, that transforms the world in which we live. And so today, those of you who are being confirmed and received and who are reaffirming publicly, you will join those who are sent, God's baptized people, who will also renew their commitment to live out being apostles in the world in which they live. When we look at our world, the world around us, even here in Atlanta, it is a broken world. We would all like to fix it, wouldn't we? 
We'd all like President Obama to fix it, or the Congress, or the governor, or the legislature, or somebody. The problem is it's not broken that way. It can't be fixed, but it can be transformed. You see, the business of being an apostle is to transform things. To be fruitful is to make things different. Philip the deacon. Philip the deacon. Never mentioned any place else in Scripture. We know absolutely nothing about Philip the deacon except the reading you heard today from Acts of the Apostles. Philip the deacon transformed the life of one Ethiopian eunuch and set in motion a chain of events that became the Ethiopian church. He carried out his apostolic ministry, although he wasn't one of the twelve, was he? He was a deacon. You know, nowadays we'd bring him up on charges for doing baptism without authorization from the bishop. He was just a deacon. But his willingness to act in an apostolic way because he had been included in the apostolic community had a transforming impact on the eunuch and through him the world in which the eunuch lived. We don't even know if it had an impact on Philip. We know nothing else about him other than he ended up in Azotus and nothing beyond that. Apostolic ministry is about being willing to transform the world in which I live. Being one who is sent by God to be the living, transforming presence of Jesus wherever I am. Interestingly enough, the other sacramental act we will perform today, Holy Eucharist. What do we say happens in that? Bread becomes the body of Christ. Wine becomes the blood of Christ. And then what happens after that? We walk forward and we hold our hands out in petition. And God fills it with his living, real presence. And we take it into ourselves. We have the transforming presence of Jesus in us. But that's not the end, is it? The service comes to its conclusion with a wrongly named commissioning. We call it the dismissal. I mean, the images of that are just so bad. It's like getting out of school. We're dismissed. That's not what's happening. Listen to the words that will be said to you as this service comes to a close. You will be sent. You will be apostolized into the world, filled with the living presence of Jesus. You will have within you the power to transform the world which is broken and torn if only you are willing and courageous enough to give it away. In a few short minutes, you will all either acknowledge or join that apostolic company. When this service ends and somebody says, let us go forth in the name of Christ, you can be sure and certain that God has sent you and empowered you with his living presence as you leave this place. Amen.